The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the New Marketing Show, the marketing podcast where we're going to talk about how effective digital marketing and web development solve business problems. Joined as always from snowy cold New Jersey, Trinity Web Media Studio, co-founder, co-host, Kevin Everly. Kevin, what's going on? Greg, how you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty well, actually. Getting ready to pack my bags and work uh, in New Jersey with you and the team for a couple weeks and make some good stuff happen with some great client meetings and stuff. So that's exciting. So, and always exciting to record another one of these episode 54. Wow. Awesome. I know you you sound surprised every time I throw out the number, you're like, wow. You know, it's just amazing to see how far, you know, we've made this and you know, 50 plus episodes in and I'm still enjoying it. I hope you are. Well, I hope you are too. (laughs) So here we are. So, What's going on in your world? What's, what have you been working on? What do you want to talk about? you have any relevant topics that we can share with our audience? Sure. I've got a – lately I've been having a lot of conversations about, you know, quantifying digital marketing and our ability, but a lot of times that requires offline metrics. Mm, like real business. Business metrics, the things that we can't provide. Right. And why can't we provide those? A lot of it has to do with, you know, insight into a business. The other, you know, side of things is when people, you know, when companies traditionally run these offline campaigns, they're not working with a digital marketer on them to figure out how we could track them using digital marketing analytics. Yeah, that's always a pain. I mean, whenever you get the accounting department involved in the marketing stuff, you know, unless there's a direct correlation between... I do marketing does A and B, accounting sees C and it yields D. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like as long as there's like a real linear connection, a lot of times it's it is hard to quantify a lot some things that we do. There are some ways to make things easier mm-hmm. to show that you know we're trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But I totally understand, I totally understand, you know, what you're I, I feel your pain. I feel your struggle. Yeah. A lot of this conversation is based off of, you know, you know, should, hey, should we do more digital or should we do more of the print or this or that? And without without the full story, you know, how, how do you advise people the way to go? Yeah. And we still deal with small businesses who still believe that print is the way to go a lot of times. And, you know, we think that while I, I, I you know, I come from a pr- strong print ad background, I still think that there is a a room there's room for print in every mar- marketing campaign i think that over time you know the spreadsheet columns have shifted and you know the budget has been been reallocating reallocated to other things so it's always a pain when it's always a pain when somebody who's such a linear process driven part of a company doesn't see the big picture mm-hmm. and that's when you know a lot of trust and rapport have to come in, but that's also when it's our time to shine and it's our time to say, okay, here are things that you can look at to move the needle. So typically what types of conversations do you have? What types, what, what things are you hearing? So, you know, a great example is, Hey, you know, we do a ad in a magazine seasonally. We're not sure what we get for it, 
but we want to do more with our website. How do we do that? You know, where, how do we move the budget around and is it worth it? You know, are we shooting ourselves in the foot? So my answer to that question always is, you know, whenever you have a print ad and it relates back to a digital campaign, can we use a phone number from Twilio with tracking analytics? Can we use a specific URL to drive people to the site so we know they're from the print ad? And, you know, that's the exact advice we had in conversation. And, you know, it's always, why hasn't anybody ever told me I could do that before? Because you're working with the wrong people. Yeah. And, you know, in all fairness to the print world, they're typically not going to refer you to huge digital analytics and tracking. It's not, it's not in their wheelhouse. It's not what they typically do. Uh, I think that that mindset, that paradigm has Mm -hmm. been shifting as digital has pretty much killed print budgets, you know, video, what is video (laughs) killed the radio star? Well, digital killed the print company. And that's what happened because what happens nowadays is I think the biggest thing people have to remember is to produce content and to broadcast content in the way people like to receive it. Not a lot of people read magazines. Not a lot of people read newspapers. They get all their information online. Yeah, I mean, think about when you have five minutes you have to kill, what's your go-to? You, know, you pick your phone out of your pocket. 30 yeah. seconds even to kill. You know, the phone is yeah. out of people's I mean, pockets. That is, you know, the gateway to everybody's, uh, you know, time to kind of... <laughs> kill time and still get something done. Yeah. So, I mean, anytime that we were faced with this challenge, the, the, my go-tos are mm-hmm. simple. How do we go ahead and we place metrics on something that's non-digital, right? <clears throat> you can't put a counter on a billboard. You can't put a counter on a magazine, you know, because what will happen is when, when those people, traditional media people will try to sell those ad services, and I do think that there's a lot of value in that for branding and for other mm-hmm. campaign awareness. If there wasn't, companies like Nike wouldn't take out full building billboards sure. in Times Square. You know what I mean? Or in Los yeah. Angeles. So what the way that I always approach that is let's get a specific phone number with tracking analytics on the back of it. You know, uh, I love Twilio. I've always used Twilio for everything that I've done there. Let's set up a special URL with a special goal path and set up a special URL on the site with specific goal paths in Google analytics. And let's track conversions. Let's use a specific forms. You know, my form go to uh, system is gravity forms in WordPress. You know, where gravity forms tracks conversions. They track views of that form and conversions. You know, the conversions there, if everything is set up correctly, should also should also go ahead and match what you're doing in Google Analytics and your goal paths and your goal sets. From there, I think that it's just a matter of making things tie together. You know, there's still an off, there's still a way to tie in the digital world with the offline world. It's just, you have Mm -hmm. to be really smart. You know, and then that takes me back to, you know, the, the business information, you know? So if you want to recoup your costs for a billboard, or for a digital marketing campaign, for that example, you know you have to understand some of the metrics in your own business. Yeah, one hundred percent. And also, you have to understand that you know marketing is not sales, 
and sales is not marketing. I think a lot of companies get out of their lanes and a lot of companies get it twisted. While marketing should support sales in everything that they do and sales should convert the, what marketing brings into the trough, into the funnel. And they should do it in a congruent manner where they're all speaking the same language, you know, and everything provides a good brand experience. I think a lot of times that you and I as marketers and developers are at a disadvantage because the one thing that we can't do is close the deals. You know, we can bring a hundred, we can bring a thousand people to a page, a thousand people to a site, a thousand people into a campaign out of that. If we do our job well and we target the right way, maybe we're using social ads. Let's say for this case, we're targeting the right way. We're bringing the right people in. For us, what happens is it's a win when they fill out that form or they make that phone call and they contact the business. That's a win. We give ourselves pats on the backs and high fives and say, oh, look how great we are. Well, accounting doesn't give a shit about that. Accounting only cares when numbers hit the books. So I think that a lot of it has to be with, you know, it goes back to, you know, it's so funny. It's like so much of what I really believe and I think has been ground into me from day one with collaboration. If you don't have transparency and a collaborative nature and a collaborative culture around your business and around your partners, and when I say partners, I mean my cl our clients, we're not going to be able to identify things, you know, and especially, you know, a lot of times, like we've been in situations where sales give gives marketing mm -hmm. the biggest pushback. And I'm just like, wake up, you idiots. We're trying to help you bring the right people in to hasten your sales cycle and to help you make more commission or, you know, to drive the business better. But without all of that, everything working together, we're mm -hmm. always sort of at a loss. No, and I completely agree. And it goes down to, you know, how many, you know, the business is going to have to say for every five leads that bring in, we can convert two. We have a 40% close rate. That gives us, you know, ideas about how much, you know, how, how many people a, a campaign needs to reach you know, conversion through that campaign and then people who finally convert on website, you know, to know, okay, this is the number of people we have to bring in to recoup the expense of this campaign. Right. And I think that all that data goes back to knowing what your mm -hmm. close rate is, understanding and working backwards what your ad spend is, and then understanding with simple math, what's your yep. cost per acquisition? Yeah. That's like sales 101. That's like business management 101. If you know what your cost per acquisition is when you're spending money on ads, you're going to be more apt to ramp it up or scale it back or to do more or to tweak it, you know, get back, you know, you're going to get into a review, refine, repeat methodology, and you're going to be able to make some intelligent business decisions. You know, if you hang up on I-95 or here on the five or the eight, a billboard, they're going to say, well, 100,000 cars pass that billboard a day. Well, not 100. Hopefully, all of those cars, they're not looking up as they're driving. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're looking in a distance. And then let's let's go back to what? how long does it take for you to see a billboard and pass mm -hmm. it by? If you see one, probably a, a, a blink of an yeah. eye, a fraction oh, of a yeah. second. Unless, unless you're the passenger. Now, you want... Yeah. Unless you're, of course, unless you're a passenger, right? 
But they never say, they always say 100,000 cars pass by. They never say, you know, X amount of, the study I've never heard when people want, want to make this case is I've never heard like, oh, well, and typically in drive time, it's a carpool of two and 2.25 people, you know, ex exactly. So it's like, okay, I get that. But like when, you know, my last WordCamp talk, when I spoke in Riverside, you know, you have two seconds online to get somebody's attention, seven seconds mm -hmm. if they know your brand. Now, unless you're walking down that freeway, you're not going to see that billboard for seven seconds. So, and then if, even if you are, that's not measurable where we have other things in place online to tie that in, you know, to bring them back. Nobody buys anything mm -hmm. from a billboard, right? It's plants a seed. It does. And I'm using billboard. You can substitute that for, for print ad or anything, or radio spot. You know, we've been working with a lot of radio spots lately and you, you can't do anything direct from that. You know, it's a visual or audio experience. But when you're online and you tie it into something else, they can buy right from a click. The click can be measured. The goal sets are, the goal paths are set. And then you can start tracking that to support all the other data. So I'm a big fan of using specific, unique phone numbers that are trackable and specific, unique URLs that are trackable. You know, like I've been trying to think back to the last billboard I remember seeing. And I, I mean, well, no, I think that I think that what you're trying to say is you're trying to think back at the last billboard you remember. I actually remember, right? Right. So I think it was when you and I drove into Philly and the Jimmy Butler, you know, yeah, something that's recognizer, you know, recognizable 76ers, a, a player that's generating excitement. It only right. takes a second to understand what that means. Right. And but but what was that billboard meant to do? That billboard was meant to create hype, buzz, and awareness. It wasn't meant to sell tickets directly because there's no call to action. And like not everybody has a Jimmy Butler or a LeBron James or a Michael Jordan or a Kyrie Irving, whatever like that, you know, available to their business to be recognizable. And not everybody has a brand such as in this case, the Philadelphia 76ers or like a Nike with LeBron in the big building in Times Square. Like that's building awareness and that's building buzz. Yeah. to get you excited about something that's a household name. Now go back to like a, a something super niche, maybe a coffee catering company. How is that going to work? How's a print ad going to You know what I mean? It's just – You have to be a recognizable brand or figure that, you know, in that one second things make sense. New York City Fashion Week next week. Okay, that makes sense. It happens every year. I expect it this time of year. Now exactly. I know it's next week. Right. I mean I, I think that there – you know, it's, there, there are – I think that what, what we're talking about is the right mix of people to get buy-in, to understand that you're not going to see a direct ROI. When was the last time you filled out something when somebody was like, well, how did you hear about us? Oh, I saw you on a billboard. Or, yeah. oh, I saw this print ad. You know what I mean? Like, how often did they hear that? I, I think that that's still in the overall ad mix of branding, right? I think that that's still relevant, and there's still something there for that. If there wasn't, people wouldn't write books. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people, I mean, there are two types of people. People who get rich from writing books, small portion. People who write books for a brand awareness and a subject matter expertise play. Yeah. They don't, that's like, you know, a, a tangible item. People still love books. I know that you actually love books. I still read books, yeah. 
you still read tons of books where I listen to them more and more. But what it is is like, how do you, you know, what we're talking about is getting the right mix of people and changing their paradigm a little bit still, even in 2019, to say, we have to tie this everything back into a digital campaign. We we still, no matter no matter what we do, we still have to tie everything back into a digital mechanism, a digital campaign, so that everything is trackable, measurable, and we know exactly what your cost per acquisition is and how you're spending them, and, and whether or not you're spending your money wisely. I, I agree, and I can't really think of any business reason that when you're running print ads, it shouldn't be represented on your website as well, so they can work hand in hand. No, the, everything should support everything. It's, it's you know, it's back to that congruent brand experience where, where we want to make sure that everything works together, where everything sort of is tied together from the message. It's no different than having a salesperson use the same verbiage that your marketing campaign uses, or that a marketing company use the same institutional knowledge and and language that your sales team uses. It's a collaborative effort where when you can have one work with the other. Then everybody wins. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you have any final thoughts on this topic? This is kind of an interesting conversation about you know we don't spend a lot of time talking about the offline world. This was actually this is a really cool conversation, and I, I uh, you know, I know that's something that you face on the front line of business development all the time. Sure, and I mean, you know, one of the most common things I'm asked is, well, how can I justify this over that? Well, what, what, yeah. what metrics do you have in place that we can begin to examine right. to you know get there? So, you know, my closing thoughts are if you don't know your cost per acquisition, you don't know your closing rates on lead, you know, you don't know your average sale or, you know, average customer visit, you know, those are some things to start looking at before you can expect to quantify ROI on any campaign. Yeah, oh, I couldn't agree more. I think that my closing thought would be the more you understand your digital numbers and the more that you can understand the rest of your business. And the more you can tie in offline campaigns, you know, the, the integrated approach where you integrate an offline marketing effort and ad effort, which I still believe are relevant in this world to a digital property, the, the better you're going to be with your business intelligence. Yes, I absolutely agree. So, well, thanks everybody for listening, Kev. Thanks for bringing this topic to the table. This was a great one. As always, you can subscribe to The New Marketing Show at trinitywebmedia.com slash iTunes. You can catch us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever else you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, review, podcast. We absolutely love when we see that. So, Kev, thanks for your time. Greg, always great talking. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll catch you next week.